When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, the WNBA is percolating to say the least. And college basketball is in full swing with conference play really making some noise right now. And it's it's so much fun. We're going to start with WNBA, but wow, I mean, how are you with all of this going on at once? Because me, I'm like, <laughs> you know, somehow I found like a calm and now I'm just like watching basketball. Now, yeah, <laughs> now it's like, OK, I'm just every all, every minute of the day I'm watching basketball. I watched some of Georgetown St. Joe's men's. That was nice. And then I watched oh, a bunch of Big Ten basketball, watch a little bit of UConn. So I've just been I don't know what happened, but now I'm just like in a constant state of really good basketball. So that's great. Yeah. Um, and then obviously a WNBA free agency is it, we're right on the precipice of things I think actually happening. I think that's going to happen either yeah. this weekend stuff's or next happening. week. Yeah. Stuff's happening. Um, and then we also have some other stuff that's like, you know, uh, news that we definitely have to talk about in, in, in yeah. different ways than I expected on the eve of free agency. Um, but yeah, so it's been crazy. Do you want to, do you want to get into some of that news with uh, in Las Vegas? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's absolutely where we need to start with uh, Dierica Hamby yeah. and the Las Vegas Aces uh, parting ways. And um, I guess they parted ways with her yeah. more than it was a mutual parting of ways there. But I think, you know, as a mom, I'm just going to you know speak on, on that before we get into the business side sure. of things, which I don't... You know, we don't know the details like of all the decisions that are made in closed door rooms for any of the teams. Okay, so first it's less of all, important, though, less put important. That, out there. that is that is. But just to 
preface my whole statement uh, on that. Okay. So we don't know. All right. We don't know the finances. We don't know whatever. All right. So let's just go. Let's just go with it. All right. So in getting into it as a mom with Dierica Hamby, you know, having her young daughter, Amaya, who has been a fixture, especially down the bubble, a little toddler running around. I mean, she became um, synonymous with the WNBA bubble, right? Mm -hmm. And wow, a a mom can be a a professional hooper, but also be there for her daughter. Um, She had her aunties built in, right, on the team. And I think as a mom, you always want your kids to be safe, warm, and fed, right? Um, Safe doesn't necessarily mean always physical, right? Warm doesn't always mean physical, right? Um, And fed is not always food, okay? So those three things as a parent, especially as a mom, um, the emotional aspect of those three factors, that's tough, right? Especially when it's out of your control. So to be able to explain to a baby, I mean, she's what six years old, five, six years old, um, to have to explain to her the business of being traded to a different team, a different location, um, that, that's tough. I, I just, I feel for Derica in that way. Um, but also as a mom, um, as a professional, when I was coaching and had our first child, there were some very similar things that, that happened with me. Um, and now it's totally different, you know, and I think I've, I've spoken with, with coaches who, who have had children in the last, I don't know, eight to 10 years, maybe eight to 10. Um, and all my guys are older, right? Teenagers and, and older. And so I, I, you know, it was totally different landscape for, for moms, um, to have to make a decision to either do your job or be a mom, one or the other. Right. And to be told, um, I'm going to try not to be, I'm, I'm going to, I'm really trying Gabe, but, um, to be told that you have to choose, um, I don't think that's fair. So the fact that Dierica is speaking out on it, I didn't speak out on it when it happened to me. Um, she's not ready. She just had a baby. Um, she shouldn't be coaching. She just had a baby. That's what I, I, I never spoke out until right now. And I was thinking like, should I say something or should I not? Um, but there was a, a level of, there's no way you can be a great, coach or a great professional in whatever you're doing, if you've just had a baby, um, because of what that entails, that's not fair. Um, that's not legal and that's not fair. Um, so to be told that was, was crushing because of how I perceive myself to be an ambitious person, um, very intentional with my purpose and very intentional about continuing to learn and grow and get better and and be around something that I love and develop in that way. And to be cut short because of what is happening with my family. Um, I thought that was, I mean, in retrospect now, I mean, that was, that was a a huge blow for me um, personally and professionally. So at that time, again, I wasn't going to, speak out and I was like going to lean into it, live through it, cry about it, be upset about it, be mad about it. Um, like, why is that even happening? 
why am I not good enough? Why is that um, a factor in whether I can do something well or not um, when it shouldn't have been? But to hear Dierica Hamby and, and to read her her soliloquy, if you will, mm-hmm. over and over again, because I read it more than once because it resonated with me. So Dierica, I hear you. Um, but for me, it, it sat somewhere very personal um, just to be able to to see her say that. And it was much like um, when the NCAA tournament was in the bubble and how everyone was speaking out, Sedona Prince, you know, speaking out mm-hmm. on the inequalities and like, this is not okay. Um, and I was applauding that too, because my God, you know, we lived through, when we were playing, we lived through all kinds of inequalities, but we didn't have a vehicle like social media to be able to voice our opinions and how it felt and, and how wrong it was. But we said it to ourselves, our right. teammates. We were all like, that's not right. Like, boom, boom, boom. We didn't have anywhere else to put it. Okay. So as a professional, years later, right, I felt the same way. Right. I felt like, well, there's no, what do I, who do I say that to? Where do I, where do I go to voice mm-hmm. my displeasure with you telling me what I can and cannot do as a woman? Right. Hmm. And as a mom. Um, yeah, man. Listen, but Dierica, man, I'm sending you love. I've known her since she was at Wake Forest, covered her there, obviously covered her in the WNBA and seen her through motherhood. She was pregnant as a player in the WNBA, right. um, had her beautiful daughter, Amaya, who is, like I said, lockstep with with that Aces team and, and with the WNBA. And now she's expecting her second child. Um, but just the the compassion and empathy that I have for her right now, but also the... Um, the courageousness that she is displaying. I'm applauding that because, I mean, you have to stand up for yourself um, and you have a vehicle now to, to be able mm-hmm. to do that. There's a way, there's a pathway to do it. Mine, I'm still like till this day, I've held that in. Like I haven't, I haven't shared that. Right. Um, so, and I know I've taken up a little bit of time no, here, no, but, no. and I didn't think I would, um, but here I am. But I, I just think, you know, with with the opportunities that women have right oh. now um, as professionals, whether it be athletics, coaching, whatever, um, you know, there should be some level of it's your choice on what you want to do. We're not going to make that choice for you. We're not going to dictate to you mm-hmm. that we don't think you can do this job properly because of your choice to be a mom. That's just where I stand with it. So, Dierica, bravo to you. Um, Sedona Prince, <laughs> bravo yeah. to you too um, for for standing up for <laughs> for us as women and standing up for us as moms and and decision makers in in the world. Like it's not just in our households we make decisions, right? And stats tell you that. I mean, moms make decisions for for a lot of things. Um, yeah across the board. And if they can make decisions on all those things, why can't moms make decisions on whether or not they can be a good pro at anything? That's where I get stuck. I don't get that. Well, uh, well, first, I mean, I, thanks for sharing that with us, obviously. I mean, I, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I'm sorry you didn't feel like you had, you know, a proper means to tell people about it. And I think, you know, your story uh, is 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 not unique, unfortunately, to a lot of women, um, whether they're in basketball or not, and that's right. 
kind of the point of why we're talking about it, right? Because you know, hey, it's one thing to get. And I think she, I think, I think the Erica said it in her in her Instagram post, which you guys should go read. But being traded is part of the business. Being lied to, bullied, manipulated, and discriminated against is not. You know, hey, I I can come on here. I can still yeah. talk about it. Yeah. it. Kind of, there's a business sense to this in a certain way for Las Vegas. That doesn't really matter when you're not upfront with someone. It's just I don't understand mm-hmm. why they felt the need to do that because a it's kind of been proven that being players can bounce back from here. pregnancy. Like a lot of players have, I mean, honestly, Sims didn't, she, she was four back. months after giving birth, played one of her mm-hmm. best seasons of her career. Skylar Diggins Smith has been an MVP level and she, yep. and she gave birth um, and she was pregnant while she was playing too. Like it, it has been proven that this is not right. necessarily affect, you know, your future. Uh, in this sport and, and, and you know, it may yeah. keep you out for some time. That's right. But we've, we've seen a lot of players be able to come back. Yeah. So as, as a preliminary matter, it's not true. The, the idea that pregnancy has to be something mm-hmm. that, you know, affects you for the rest of your career or, or harms your athletic nature. It gives you, yeah. you know, it, it gives, obviously we have mothers sure. in the league and that changes the dynamic right. of the teams. And I think it makes the league better. Um, but other than that, it doesn't have to necessarily change your physical sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that, in that one sense, it's not true that, you know, she couldn't come right. back this year right. or that she couldn't, uh, contribute in the future. So I just think like, and then past that, like, even if you thought that was true, you're really going to treat someone like that, that, you know, not six months ago helped you win a championship and was such a big part of your organization. And I think it's just like basic human respect to, Either, yeah. either, you know, be be straight up and say, "Hey, Derica, like this is what our situation is, this is what our cap situation is." Yeah, we need we need to do X, Y, and Z because we feel like this is the best way for our franchise going forward, and we're sorry about it, but we will. Yeah, you know, and, we want to move you. And, and you we're said what? Do that. That's a tough conversation. That's a tough conversation, but she, you know, a, a professional, the professionals in this league, and I, I think in college basketball, even like. They're not going to be mad. They're not going to. They're not going to hold. They're not going to say, "Oh, it's a, it's personal in that sense." You're going to understand that it's a business, and that's part of what you signed up for. I think the other parts, though, is just ridiculous. I don't understand why they would ever, even, you know, give give off the feeling that her being pregnant was in some way um, something that was that was so detrimental to her career or like a betrayal of the team. Like that's absolutely ridiculous and wrong. That's, and that's, I don't that's know what I'm saying. Even, I'm like, I don't, I don't we don't know, that, you know, so. and that's why I, I preface the whole thing by saying, we don't know the inner workings of, of those decisions that were made there. Um, and I will say this, I mean, when I was in Vegas mm-hmm. for the playoffs last year, WNBA playoffs, I mean, they ran it the right way. Like everything, like the fan involvement, um, the player um, care that they had in terms of the the alum coming back several times throughout the summer. I mean, they just have it like a well-oiled machine. They have women in charge there, right? Um, Natalie Williams, Jennifer Az, like they. I mean, everyone who is involved with that organization. Um, I mean, they have kids, right? Um, they understand what what that is, mm-hmm. and so again, I, I'm. I'm not putting words in their mouth and um, their mouths. Um, but at the same time, it's, it, it is really a huge concern. Like you said, um, not to have a conversation ahead of time and, and the transparency 
uh, for Dierica and for Amaya and, and Amaya. Like, I mean, or even even don't. But you know what? Even don't do that. Just you don't have to bully someone. Like she can just come in and then one day you say you're traded. And it's like, yeah, she's going to be really mad about that. And you shouldn't have done that because it's disrespectful and yeah. it doesn't honor the, the relationship you have. But hey, guess what? That's the league. If yeah. people want to be jerks, they can be jerks. But you're going to go out of your way to make someone feel bad about a life decision that they made that's going to bring them so much joy is is just like, that's the part that is like, Hey, if this trade just happened, if the only thing we got was Twitter notification, Derrica Hamby traded for this package, which yeah. really, I mean, it's it's the uh, exclusive rights to sign Amanda Zowie B and a second rounder. They also, Aces had to give up a first rounder to get this. Um, but, you know, hey, that happens. Whatever. Yeah. I come on here and we talk about, yeah. um, you know, why this may have happened, whatever. But you're going to go out of your way and now make this. Yeah. It does It does seem, right, that... Uh, they traded her because she was pregnant and that I don't think sounds legal, but I don't know. I don't know that for anything, yeah. but it's certainly not right. Absolutely. And, and I know you're a what lawyer. What should be striving so, for in this league. I mean, are we fine lining? Like what, what that is? What'd you say? <laughs> I didn't do discrimination. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I mean, for I me, I mean, you can just go back to Skylar Diggins-Smith and after she had her son and how, you know, there was this feeling that she was being rushed back to get to the court. And she's like, I'm going to be back when I get back. Mm -hmm. And amen to Skylar Diggins Smith. Like you can't do like everybody's mm -hmm. on their own clock when you're, I've had three babies. Okay. And every time I've been to the doctor, when I was pregnant, mm -hmm. every pregnancy is different. And boy, every single one of them were different. I mean, the whole journey, like you think, you know, and I'm like, Oh wow. Right. Bree is different. Oh wow. Jordan's different. Wow. Uh, Junior's different. Like, all the the things that your body goes through, but your mind too. And Skylar Diggins Smith said it like, "I'm gonna when I get right, you'll see me back out there." And when she came back, she was killing. Are you kidding me? And now she's expecting her second baby. So let's understand that women are powerful. Okay, women can do anything, and to be limited in that notion is incredibly frustrating, especially when you're built and wired as a competitor. Do you understand? And when these women at this mm -hmm. elite level, right? I mean, Sky won a, 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 an Olympic gold medal. Are we, what are we talking about? Like these women are mentally and physically capable to do many things very well and to be classified as less than or not able to do things as well because you decide to be, you know, involved in the hardest job in the history of all the jobs ever, ever. Okay. Then, you know, don't, don't talk to me about that unless you understand what that is. So I think for all moms, um, including Cheryl swoops, who got pregnant at the beginning of the league, including Candace Parker, who had her baby after winning rookie of the year and, and MVP in the same year. And everybody's like, Oh my God, Candace Parker. She just had MVP and rookie of the year. And now she's having a baby. Oh my God. And yes, she did that. And she won two titles after that. And she won an Olympic gold medal after that. So let's, let's talk about what it really is. And she's still it's people trying to classify women and moms as less than because of what their body went through. But they are leaving out the fact that they are mentally mm -hmm. tough enough to do that and come back and get the job done. And for me, it's it's always going to be about that. And 
for Dierica to stand in this moment and say what she has had to say, for Sky to stand in that moment and say what she had to say, and then look back to Candace Parker, Tina Thompson, mm-hmm. Lisa Leslie, all these moms who have come back to be epic on the court and otherwise. Man, save the drama, save the the dialogue, save that narrative for somebody who who just I, I don't know who you say for, but not for me because I'm not accepting it. I can't, Gabe and. You know, for Dierica to have to go through that, I, I feel no, really badly great. for her. But at the same time, I feel good that she's standing up for all of us. She's standing up for the ones who didn't have a, a platform, mm-hmm. right? And and the ones that don't even know, mm-hmm. like years down the line, that they're going to be in this possible situation. But they yeah. know that it's not okay. Exactly. So that's all and I she'll make say, it better. I think, unless you take me somewhere else with it. Yeah. No, I mean, we're, I mean, I, I, we have to wait for the fallout, mm-hmm. right? That's why, you know, I mean, like, we have to see what happens with the situation and, and, you know, see what, yeah. what, you know, the, the full story is with the aces. We all know if this is you know, limited to one person, limited, you know, the whole organization, like what, what actually happened, right? You yeah. know, um, cause we don't have the full story yet and maybe we'll never get it. And, um, maybe there is no fallout. So I don't know, but I think it's something we have to definitely, yeah. um, continue to watch in these situations and hopefully, what happens is Derica has a has her child comes back dominates with the sparks and 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 just proves uh, her worth. Do yet we again, do we know the date? Do we know the date of the Aces um, so. Sparks game? Yeah. Yet? I just you know just I, you know I could look it up. I could look it up. I wanna. It's it's a good point. It's a Let good point. Uh, I can look. I, I can look this up very quickly. Um, well, I, and, and you know, it's, it's going to be tough for the players because they it's love business. her. They play two times early in the year, May 25th, 27th, and July 12th, and then Great. August 19th. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a good chance okay. that she'll uh, that she'll face them and, and maybe maybe in, in Las Vegas. So Just wondering. Hopefully just uh, wondering. we have that one circled and we can, we'll talk about it. Yeah, so well, we, we do have to watch the fallout. I mean, yeah. I think that's the next step in the situation, and uh, I appreciate your perspective and you sharing with I us. I appreciate you. I didn't to, know I was going to say all to that, but it just you. came out, so yeah. there it is. Yes. Well, uh, let, we could talk about some uh, some basketball yeah. things. Uh, Brandon Stewart. Brandon Stewart. Yes. Um, you're familiar, I'm sure. Uh, with, with Stewie. Uh, well, she she's in Istanbul. She's playing for Fenerbahce. Yeah. And I haven't really watched a lot of European basketball, so someone let me know how they're doing in the comments. Um, but she met with four teams, which is an extremely baller move. Like Kevin for Kevin Durant, the NBA teams had to go to the Hamptons. For Brianna Stewart, they had to get their passports and go to Turkey. It's a long flight. That's crazy. Uh, the four teams that went though: Minnesota, Washington. Huh. New York mm-hmm. and Seattle. Uh, it is. It's an interesting list. Mm-hmm. I think we knew about a couple of the teams on the yeah. list, and then we're excited it's certainly mm-hmm. about one of them that played close to our house. So, uh, which do you want to talk about? All the I kind of want to talk about all these um, four teams. I mean, I guess we can start, start with Seattle since that's where you know she's currently residing in the WNBA. Uh, can they keep her? I guess is the the question on the table. Can Seattle? I mean, the question is not, do they want to keep her? Because please, come on, it's Stewie. But can they keep her? And does she want to stay there? 
uh, Subert obviously retiring. Uh, it's going to be a different look for their team. Can mm -hmm. they keep her? Well, oh, baby. I, they can. I'm sure. I'm sure they can. Uh, I don't. I don't know because, like, before. So before we did New York yeah. traded for John Quill Jones. I think we talked about this a little bit last week. Like, if, before they traded for John Quill Jones, I was like, you know. I'm not sure there's like a great winning situation out there um, that's that would like pry her away from Seattle. I, I mentioned Washington and I mentioned Las Vegas, but those two right. were not right. Um, didn't seem as realistic as New York. Well, now New York has John Paul Jones. So now they have an MVP. And now it's looking like that winning situation is really strong. Yeah. And now it's like you look yeah. at Seattle's roster at the moment. It's uh, it's pretty barren. I mean, it's Joel Lloyd. Right. And Mercedes Russell, who didn't play last year. So if you're looking at the mm -hmm. rosters and you're picking the best one, I, I think it's either New York or Washington amongst this group because I, I don't see, I mean, unless Seattle has like yeah. a very strong plan of like, okay, we're getting, you know, salute, and, and, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's, oh, okay, Courtney Vanderson's going with oh. Brianna Stewart wherever, except for Washington. Because she, because Bri so Courtney Vanderson has also has met okay. with the three other teams. They're not Washington in this mix for, for Stewart. Um, it, obviously, Washington has a point guard that Brandon yeah. Stewart would like to play with, I'm sure, in Natasha, in Natasha Cloth. But I think yeah, maybe maybe that's the end game here is those two go together. Okay. So now it's like, okay, maybe Seattle looks a little bit more attractive. I don't know. I think they could keep her. I would say among these okay. teams, though, I'd rank them third among these teams. I, you know, in terms of I didn't think about the salute uh, involvement there, but that is making my wheels spin a bit. Gabe, because I mean, she knows how to, you know, she knows how to set the table, honey. Like she'll get her the ball and everyone else too. Um, wow. That would be very dynamic. Mm -hmm. That would be, uh, that would be very dynamic. So we'll see what that looks like. But I just think for, for New York, obviously Stewie's from there, um, you know, and there was, like we said last year, there was speculation of her possibly considering that's why she only did a one year contract with Seattle yeah. because she wanted to keep her options open, but she also wanted to play with bird in her final season as she had announced that prior to the year it would be her last one. So, wow. If, I mean, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be, I mean, obviously I wanted her to come to DC just for selfish basketball beauty reasons. Um, however, I wouldn't be shocked at all if she ended up in New York because that's where she's from. And John Cole Jones is now there. Um, and Lord have mercy if Sloot goes <laughs> with Sabrina, UNESCO already there. Come on, man. Like that, that's, uh, I'm painting, I'm painting a, a pretty picture right now of what that could look like for them. But that's, I mean, it's not out of the realm of a possibility. Um, he's looking at it that way too, though. Well, so, looking at it so like I think, that, right? Oh yeah. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, right. Like there's so many things yeah. that go into it. We just talked about Derek Hamby, you know, as a mother. Mm -hmm. Well, Brianna Stewart's also a mother and, and she, you know, has probably a, a vision for her child's life that involves this decision yeah. heavily. Um, and I don't know, may, maybe she wants to live yeah. close to a family. Some people do. Some people want to live somewhere different. Some people well, want to live in like, up in hand, uh, Minnesota help in because hand it's sometimes. nice and safe. <laughs> and, <laughs> family. Yeah. I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> Some people want to live in DC because it's, you know, easy suburbs. So you got to, I think there's, um, 
there's a lot that goes into the decision in terms of basketball though you see Absolutely. you see why i think you see why these four teams are there right new york because the hometown's high because they they just you know made themselves uh, a contender i think seattle obviously because sure. she's played there her whole career that would have to have a huge tie on her um and you have minnesota and washington where two of her team usa coaches Sorry. are and mike tebow and um Cheryl and those and those people that she has a great relationship yeah. with right because it, she's been on so many team usa teams um so i don't know i think maybe it, it probably if it came down to the winning situation i think it's tough to beat new york yes. or washington i think washington has a great case here um yes please right let's talk you want to talk about the fit in washington really quick um, kind of talk to me. I'm gonna throw out a starting lineup, and I think I've said that. I have said this before. <laughs> I've probably yeah. said this on this podcast before. Oof. Natasha Cloud, Errol Atkins, hey, Elena Delta, well, Shakira Austin, <laughs> hey, now. Brianna Stewart, not bad. Well, <laughs> talk about that ain't bad now. That's a yeah, that's and, a yeah. masterpiece. Yeah, and and Alicia Clark's lived here. You know, yeah. Alicia Clark, Brianna Stewart, yeah. friends from their days in in Seattle. Yeah. Hey, I want to send Alicia Clark some Maybe love. I saw that she posted something at the last couple of days. Uh, her dad passed a couple of months ago, and she said that he was her sounding board, and she really misses him right now because he, you know she would run everything by him. So we're just sending you some love, Leash. Oh, Mm-hmm. I know how hard that is personally. So just sending you a lot of love there. But uh, like you said, say it again, honey. Yeah. I saw her playing again. I don't think so. I'm not sure. She play, I'm not is she playing yes or no on that because I am not 100% on that. But I did see that she posted. I think I saw yeah, a clip of her. It may, it may have been a throwback clip. It's, it's hard when you want to pick that phone. Her playing. I know that. I know that. So just sending her some love and um, but going back to what you said with, with the familiarity with Stewie, obviously winning two titles. <gasps> you did? What is- oh, wait, I found it. Alicia Clark, had, Alicia Clark had 23 points in the Euro Cup women uh, for player. one of these teams. I don't know which one. Uh, I, can't, I can't say the name, so I'm not going to try. Baby. But 23 points, six rebounds, Go three assists. So, Yay. Welcome back. Hopefully basketball. Yeah. A lot. I mean, I'm sure. But just, you know, sending her some love because I know she's trying to make a big decision like that, right? Um, It's never easy anyway, but Mm -hmm. it's also tougher when, you know, you don't have that sounding board there. So I get it. Uh, But she does have that familiarity, like I said, with with Stewie winning those two titles in Seattle. So they have that continuity. They know one another, obviously, um, personnel-wise. The KYP situation, knowing on your personnel <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, you know the phone number. number kyp note know your phone numbers <laughs> that's the biggest thing in free agency that phone, two phones yeah you got yeah phones, kyp yeah. know the phone number yeah that works kyp uh but yeah it's, i mean i i think washington i mean that's a you know, you yep. put those those guys together and you have a healthy landell don i mean that's a team that even even if, even in the if Elena plays the same season she played yeah. last year where she missed some yeah. games, like well, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Um, so I think that's a really good winning situation. Mm-hmm. I think Minnesota is also interesting. I mean, if, obviously if he's college yeah. there, um, UConn buds, probably. I, oh, I don't wait, think they, they, they played again. Did, did they overlap? I think, I think fee is younger by a Smith. 
Did they do one year together? I know, but I, I, she may have been. No, Did I don't they think they did. Now you got my brain fried. I, she may have been there freshman year. Look it up because you're all. All right, twenty. Uh, uh, fee fee played twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen. I wish. Yeah. I wish this, we had a uh, Megan Gower here. She's I, I know they. All this. I don't think so. Come, I don't know. One year. No, yeah, okay, they, that's did, right. they did overlap for a season, I believe. Because fee's younger. Right. I think it's only one year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fee's fees younger. I think they. Yeah, I think they. Uh, yeah. Huh. At least I feel a little better. Together. I feel a little better <sighs> digging that. What a team! <laughs> what a team! As it get that, this is a, just an incredible. Sorry, I'm going to read something off the Fisa Collier's okay. um, Wikipedia page because it's ridiculous. Uh, as a duo, Collier and Katie Lou Samuelson scored the most points in UConn women's basketball history: four thousand six hundred eighty-eight. Topping Brianna Stewart and Mariah Jefferson. Wow. They're two teammates from their freshman that, year. That's insane. So all four of them four are the same team in the freshman year. That's freshman. ridiculous. UConn, Ridiculous. Ridiculous. UConn. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep UConn in. That is something for later. Talk about. No, that's something for later, though. That's something for later. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think Minnesota is interesting. I just don't. I mean, maybe, yeah. I don't know, sure, where he's... Sure GM he's, of the uh, year. Didn't she get general you, manager of the year? She, she knows how to play chess. Executive of the year. Some, she got executive of the year recently. I, I mean, look, if I was Stewart, I would come to Washington, D.C. so I can make hey. myself happy. But that's just... Yeah. <laughs> so so selfishly, happy. obviously, we want we want Stewart to come to Washington. New York, fine. It's easy peasy to New get York's up close there. enough. I could, I could, get on I could take train. the train. Oh, speaking of speaking of trains, Uh-oh. transportation, uh, means of getting around. Interesting thing that uh, Brianna Stewart brought up. Um, she said that charter flights are going to be a key issue in her free agency. Now, here's the thing: that doesn't really make a ton of sense because the WNBA as a whole yeah. cannot do that. Yeah. Like, no one team can say, "Oh, we're doing charter flights," right? But I, it's I guess what she's saying is. A big factor in her decision will be the teams that are pushing for charter flights, right? That's kind of my well. I think if that's, that's the case. We, we already know that. that... <laughs> Wait, you. <laughs> we well, what... no, there's an issue with one of the teams. <laughs> At least one team is all for the charter. Tell the people who it is, Gabe, so I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You said it. Uh, the New York Liberty. I thought I it was. They got, they, how much money I did they it get was fined? A chunk? I don't remember how much money it was. Fifty. It was a good amount of money. It was like it was yeah. a it was a hefty yeah, fine. It was, it was a the chunk largest money. fine in the history of the WNBA. Yeah. Oh, see. Five hundred thousand yeah. dollars for using charter flights. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, over. that was hard. I think I think it's uh, it's quite a big deal that they did that and support uh, yeah. charter flights. And I think it, when you look at the teams, um, you know, Seattle and Minnesota haven't had ownership that has been super willing to you know yeah. shell out the money and, and kind of put in the improvements. And um, you know, allegedly behind the scenes, they've been pushing against the charter flights. But if they're getting a meeting with Brianna Stewart, it's important yeah. to her. One would imagine that that tone has changed. Um, Mm-hmm. And maybe, and, and I think in Washington, I'm not sure. I don't think Ted would have a problem with that. Yeah. Ted is 
put in a lot of money to the I don't know. Yeah, I you know, camp. I haven't can't say heard hasn't. any comments from him regarding that, but at the same time, I do know that it sounds like an easy thing to do, but financially it's not, right? Um I know they they chartered then they charter in the playoffs. Can't be that hard. Like late play in the was it just for the finals? Or yeah. the semis and the finals? I think I think it's just the finals. I think I mean, it's just and that was that was uh, expensive. So I yeah. think there there needs to be, if anything, okay. Um, and yes, charters. I mean, a lot of the college teams charter, and I think that was part of the discussion that that players in college are used to these charters um, and getting back that same night, which is a beautiful thing. Trust and believe it's a beautiful thing for a recovery for everything else. Like there's they're mm -hmm. in classes, obviously. Um, but the WNBA, I mean, the NBA charter on everything too, right? And I know in whatever comments you guys are going to make about, well, it's not the NBA. Okay, it's the WNBA. And we're, it, you know, 50 years behind the NBA, right? In terms of all these great creative things. The NBA is like 75. No, the NBA is like 25 plus, right? And that's what I mean. Like since they've, Start. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We're yeah. Like fifty years behind. So you know we're we're yes, gaining ground, but I think there needs to be some level of sponsorship um, by airlines, right? Um, to to pick up the or yeah. at least part of it doesn't have to be the entire thing for the entire league, but maybe it could be half or or three fourths of what it would cost the league to to charter every single game for the players. I mean. There has to be um, one airline that, that wants to step up and do that. I mean, I said, what did I say last summer? That Beyonce could do it or LeBron James, you know, Steph Curry. I know that they have um, love for the league. Well, yeah. you, you heard from uh, Brianna Stewart. She, she, po she tweeted that? that, you know, she would love to be a part of a sponsorship deal or whatever to, to pay for it. Kyrie Irving through, through his uh, support behind that idea. Um, but here's the thing, and I want to tell a story. Let me let me, let me, let me tell a story. So uh, before before our wedding, we had like uh, we it was during COVID, so right. it was, it was uh, right before the Delta variant as it was coming out, and we have and uh, you know we had some immunocompromised people, so we were very <sighs> cautious of COVID. So we had a couple of people get COVID right before the wedding, and it was those are going to be part of it inside, and so we were like, we just can't do it, and because we went to the we went to the the per we went mm -hmm. to our wedding planner, and she was like, yeah, we can't put it outside, and so. I went up to my dad and I was like, you know, dad, you know, I don't think we could do this thing. It's like three days before the wedding. Yeah. Like, I don't think we can do this thing inside because da, 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 da. And my dad stops me and goes, <laughs> Gabe, does money fix this problem? And I go, oh. yes. And he goes, don't worry about it. And it fixed the problem. So he went and he did it. And this is my point. And the point of the story is to say, Joe Sai has said, <laughs> he will, does money fix this problem? Right. Then I will pay for it. Just let him pay for it. I don't understand it. Like, just let, let the people who want to pay, pay for it. And it, and if you are as an owner, as a, as yeah. a billionaire, I'm sorry, this is not that expensive. Yeah. It's just not. You have a, you have, you have billions of dollars. You know how much money like yeah. that is? You know how hard, how many flights yeah. that charter? Yeah. To, to spend a billion dollars? I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it, just someone has the money. Get it. Yeah. It, 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 this is such a simple thing to fix. And they want to say, oh, it's in the CBA and you have to negotiate it. Don't use that as a negotiating ploy. Yeah. This looks so yeah. bad. Just put it on charter flights. And then, you know, that's that. But like, I don't see, I just don't understand. Like, right. someone's offering you money. There's there's yeah. money on the table for this. Take it. 
use it. Or or at the least money. let the team that want to spend the money spend the money. <laughs> but you're gonna if you want to be broke, you can be broke. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna well, you I don't care. If, right. if the broke teams don't want to do it, they don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. There, there's not gonna be a free agent that goes there anymore. Right. But that's that's their problem. So if you want to not pay for it, you can not pay for it. But that's true. I think uh, if but people hey, don't want to pay for it, they should oh, pay for it. Um, but did, I, sorry, I want, I want to, so this was actually okay. brought up also in the context of Brittany Griner, which was just an interesting bit of news is like the assumption that BG is going to need to fly private because of security mm-hmm. concerns due to her being such a public figure now. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's an appropriate response. And I think it's absolutely what should happen. No. Um, and there shouldn't be a fairness question to it, but it's like, it is, it is a weird thought to say, well, is she flying? She's flying by herself. Is she flying with the team? Is the whole right. team going? That's is it the go only team that. that gets that? Right. And yeah. it's like, I don't think it needs to be brought up in that context, but cause they should just have it anyways. But it was an interesting no. thing to say. And I, and you know, we haven't heard anything about yeah, that. So I mean, that's happens, pretty interesting. I would think, you us. know, if they're not like, if one team or three teams charter and the other ones don't, obviously there's like, you know, that leverage that those teams will have in terms of recovery and, and all of that. So you can't do it. But in terms of, because it's not, it's Why not, not fair. Okay. Understood. But it I'm saying fair. like if three Ownership teams, part of the if team. three teams are able Own- to do it. And I know you just said that if the ones that are broke can't do it, then that's just too bad for them. <laughs> I get it. Sell the team. But it's not fair. But it's not if you, fair. If you're too broke, get out the it's kitchen. It is fair. It is fair. This is America. Let's, how much money you have dictates how much sure you win. That out so what are you talking about? Here, can money fix that? And and yeah, I'm just money at it. No, <laughs> money did no, fix the wedding. Yeah. Money You're fixed done. it. Someone <laughs> had money and they fixed the problem. Look at that. that <laughs> the whole point of the story was let let someone yeah. with money fix your problems. Find someone with yeah. money that really likes you and yeah. wants to spend money You're on right. you. And let them fix the problem. But it's just like if that if that doesn't happen, yeah, I'm more than willing to say it's unfair. It, it's unfair. It is unfair. But you know what? So is in the in every league, right? The facilities difference between New York and Washington and these other teams. Is that not unfair? Because you can That's spend true. as much money as you want on facilities. You yeah. can spend as much money as you want on practice time, right? You can spend as much money as you want yeah. on you know marketing You're your right. players and keeping them yeah. happy. But you can't I spend it you. on the yeah. thing that's actually going to I hear you difference. about the fairness part, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I understand what you're saying, but I don't I don't have to. We can agree to disagree, but I hear what you're saying, and I, I understand what you mean. That's where I'm going to go with it. But at the same time, with BG traveling um, with security, I think that's fine. Like, if, if they don't charter... But they do bolster yeah. some extra security for her. Yes, please. Like I'm all for that because I think yes, it was an international story, um, and it right. was dramatic, and people have what well, I think really yeah. harsh views of it. Um, you know, and, and I mean, there are some people who are negative about it. You know, so yeah, I mean, she can't just travel on a yeah. domestic yeah. flight. And, you know, without any security. And I think, I don't know how many teams travel with security. Do we know that? We need to know that. Like, do they? 
know. I'm sure. I'm sure they all have some measure of security. I need to know. Like, can we can we find that know. out from somebody? That's a good question. Where's Dano? Put Dano on it. Well, and, and but if the solution is also like BG not, flies in the plane by herself, that's, that's not a fairness question. That's, that's fine. That's different. If it's but, just that. Yeah. But all the teams that's need fine. security, though. I would like, think. It is. It's stupid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They all know. need security. Period. I don't know the inner workings of the WNBA. I'm going to be honest. They all need it. That. I, that's what I think. But yeah. in particular, all of them need it. But in particular, I just think that's such again. a. It's an. It's an inadequate solution there. Absolutely. For for BG in particular, I don't think yes. security like it has to be more because you can get harassed. It's like, not gonna, I don't think that would be you know you know her gliding through the airport, you know, without someone with her all the time, you know, and on the plane. We don't. And then at that point, it probably just makes more sense to put her on yeah. the on the on the PJ yeah. and that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I so. I think I think first of all, all the teams need security. Period. But then I think BG needs her own person, bodyguard, like all the time. Like even at games, for that matter. There needs to be extra security in place when um, she's on the road, like, and and at home, like, period. Like, that's just me. Because people are crazy, okay? People are crazy and we don't have time. It's already been dramatic enough for the situation. We don't need anything else to go crazy with uh, or, you know, go awry with with people reacting to her presence back here. We don't. So that's a good point. That's a good point. Man, that's another investment that owners have to make in terms of understanding that situation. That's Um, yeah. That that one's, that one's easy. I mean, they should totally do that. But get, get everyone on the, get everyone on the charter, man. It can't be that expensive. You're not that broke. If rappers can afford to do it, let's get some rappers as owners. Let's yeah. get Beyonce. Like, let's get someone. Come on. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't, I mean, the board, get someone with cash. Let's go. Yeah. Steph. Interest, uh, Kyrie. Interest rates are yeah. high. Come on. Whatever. Yeah. Someone yeah. Buy, the airline. Airline. I think it's got to be, you know, an airline uh, coming in and, and sponsoring and, or and not, I mean, it doesn't have to be again, full on, but I think there can be some help there. Yeah. <clears throat> Let a, I'm sure Brianna Stewart, if given leave to figure, figure this out, out and her agents, they can figure it out. It's like, yeah. tell them to go do it and they'll, they'll come back with the solution, is, is my general thought here. Um, now to people who actually do fly, do, do, I think college teams fly on charter flights. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Ohio State. Um, 19 and 0 coming in to this week, <laughs> 19 and 2 coming out. Uh, losses mm-hmm. to Iowa. And Indiana, their three worst defensive ratings of the year have come this month against those two teams in Illinois. And I got to say, they kind of got beat handily in both those games. Should we be doubting Ohio State now? The proper word, I think we should be concerned after they've come out of this week with two losses. But then you look at who they're playing and you're looking at an Iowa team that is an offensive juggernaut. I mean, my God, Caitlin Clark had her eighth, eighth, eighth triple double. And I mean, she had 15 assists, Gabe. Come on, dude. Um, oh, she diced them up in the, in the press. For, for who they play. And then in the Indiana game, I mean, you're talking about the top team 
in the Big Ten in defensive numbers and top five in the country in defensive numbers um, and just how offensively sound the Indiana team is as well. I mean, you always think, well, for me, you say Indiana, I'm thinking defense first, right? Um, but just how just suffocating mm-hmm. their defense can be in the quarter court. They just take every gap that you want to attack away every time. Um, and there's no, there's consistency with it. It's yeah. like, boom, boom, boom. And they're just flat out on it um, in terms of being on task with what they want to get done on, on the defensive side. But you know, look at what they do on the offensive side. You have McKenzie Holmes shooting 68, 68% from the floor, second in the country, <laughs> almost 70%. <laughs> Hey, here's a question. Here's a question. Oh, okay. Well, I will not talk. All right. I'm going to ask my question. Better, who's better in the oh, post? Oh, boy. Gabe. Kenzie Holmes, Monica Sonano. Because for me, it's Holmes. For me, it's Holmes. I'm thinking. They're different. They're different. I, yeah, <laughs> like you talk. got time. I, I could talk. Oh, my God. I, I think. Yeah. I know. I know. This is a, a, another like rush to, decision. So I panic, questions I where I have to marinate, and I only have two seconds to marinate. You know, I need more time. Um, but for me, I'm just like looking at. I'm like comparing, contrasting, comparing, contrast. I they're totally. I mean, totally different, but they're they're very different in how they get their offense. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. I guess the most similar thing is that. They get early seals in there. They get early post-ups. But who's better? Gosh. And you know I have to see these people face-to-face, right? And then, I mean, it might, like, just. Um, <laughs> well, so here, I think we can, we, can, we, can, we can break it up a little bit. We can break it up. So, so I, think, okay. I think McKenzie That's true. is a better sealer and okay. okay. better okay. half-court post-up player in general. I would say I would say Mackenzie yeah. is yeah. she a little taller, a little longer, um, yeah. just great yeah. at getting low and then and then getting her body back up to finish. Um, yeah. I think she's you know she's super strong down there. So is, so is Monica, and no shade to her. Obviously, this right. comparing the two best post players in the Big Ten right now. <laughs> right. Uh, so so I think I think that's that's what Mackenzie does. I would rather have her in the half court. I think Monica in the full court or even an early offense. She's a beast because what she, I mean, because obviously she has Caitlin Clark throwing her the ball, and and that ball's coming out a thousand miles an hour. Like that is the that pass is coming hot, so she got to catch it first. But she does a really great job of like catching in the mid post or in the high post, and 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 keeping her body in a way to then seal her opponent as she catches and moves towards the basket, and then she gets easy layups from there. So. I think that's kind of I where I fair. stand. Um, Is that fair, and, do you think? I do think Mackenzie Holmes, I think she holds her seal a lot longer. But I do think that Sonano, she'll yeah. pick and slip, you know, like high ball screen and slip off of that and mm-hmm. get downhill. Yes. Yeah. So that's what that. I mean. They're, they're different, but they're both incredibly yeah. effective and efficient with what they do on the floor. Um, but the fact that Indiana, you know, is doing what they're doing right now uh, with Grace Berger back on the floor. I think she makes a big difference to uh, how smoothly their offense runs. It's just interesting um, in that Ohio state game against Indiana, just how 
Ohio State, like you said, their defensive numbers have been down in, in those games, like and the two games this week and against Illinois earlier. I just think that's what they have hung their hat on is their defense. Mm -hmm. But the fact that Indiana blew all that up and gave them some defensive pressure, you know, I thought that was the difference in that game for sure. But Mackenzie Holmes is, is that leverage maker. Uh, she's just a, a tough nosed player who, you know, has, has just worked on her game. She has great hands. She has great mechanics. She has tremendous footwork. Uh, but you can say the same for Sonano, you know, like she has, they, they both have gotten so much better and they yeah. both have, both got better. you know, excellent mechanics, but they, they get the job done in different ways, right? For their respective teams. Yeah. Exactly. And they fit perfectly yes. into their systems, right? Yeah. Like that's a that's the key, right? You have yeah. to fit into what you're doing, and both those players fit into what they're doing. Um, I do. I want to. I do. I want to talk a little bit more about yeah. Iowa and Indiana. I want to. I want to uh, get back to Ohio State just mm -hmm. just for a second, because uh, Cody McCann, she's legit. That, that that's diaper a that's an impact freshman. Diaper. It's a it's a diaper dandy. Um, uh, you know, I thought she was yeah. she was awesome. And Garzone for Indiana, another diaper dandy. <laughs> Yeah, that was, a, that was a good Dick Vitale game if he was, if he was able to do it. Um, and then I think Taylor Mikesell is also a very good player. And I think she, I've, the more I watch of her, the more I'm like, that's a WNBA level player. I think she's, okay. I think she's in my second round. She's getting into that first round mix. And yeah, she just has two thousand points off for her. She just surpassed two thousand. Um, yeah, here, she didn't oh, yeah. shoot the ball well like, in that Indiana oh, game, but you know she did. She oh. only needed a couple points, I think, going into that one to get. 2000 but I, I just think that in the absence of madison yeah. green and we've talked about this too they've had some injuries and they've been able to click and and beat teams um especially the illinois game i mean they've come back i think from two mm -hmm. games where they were down more than 15 19 points and came back to win on to stay undefeated mm -hmm. up until this week but i think they've really done a masterful job kevin mcguff and his staff i think they've done a masterful job with uh, managing their team without J.C. Sheldon, without Madison Green, who missed all of last year with the ACL injury, has only played 12 games this year, and I think J.C. has only played five. So, I mean, they've been able to really hang tough. But now you start to think of lack of depth. I mean, is it fatigue setting in? On top of playing these top, you know, top 25 teams, which the Big Ten has six of. Yeah. Um, and four in the top 10 for the first time ever in the history of the league. Uh, so, I mean, you're going to be in a battle. But do you have the physical sustainability to have a week like that and, and not have the depth and the rotations that you yeah. would typically have if your team was healthy? So you have to think of that as well. And not taking anything away from Iowa and Indiana, but just saying for moving forward for Ohio State, you know, how is that going to impact them in terms of their fatigue factor? And not just because they lost. I mean, I, you know, but I think it raises your eyebrow to that when, you know, they don't have the bench and they don't and the, and the players have to play extended minutes because of their injuries. I mean, isn't that part of a, a, a factor? And it's a reality thing. It's not an excuse. It is what it is like. That's not true. It's true, right? Well, and, pre and pressing and pressing is very difficult. I mean, to, it's Absolutely. very tiring. It's a very tiring thing. You need depth to do it. Um, so that, that totally harms. I do want to say two <laughs> things that are going to hopefully make Ohio State fans feel a little bit better. 
The first thing, obviously, uh, pressing as a defense only Say works that. if you're making shots because you Say can't that, get into a press unless you make shots. Um, oh, they were boy, 7 buddies. of 46 from three in the last two games. 7 of 46. That's going to kill you. If you're a pressing that's team right. and you rely on the press, um, that's going to kill you. And I think, you know, they just they just struggled to make shots. And Absolutely. if they shoot a little bit better, those two games look a lot different. Um, not, not just because those shots go in, but also because you're able to press, you're able to turn yeah. the team over, you're able to put a lot more pressure on them. And the second thing is that J.C. Sheldon should be coming back, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> soon. Uh-huh. I don't know when that is, but whenever she comes back, yeah. Like at least against Iowa, and against and against Indiana, like yeah, not having her at the top of the press, and, and not having her offense. Her offense is a huge part of this too, because then they're able to get into the press. But Different. her pressure at yeah. the head of that diamond press or the two two one, it changes the entire game right. because then Caitlin Clark can't just get the ball and run <laughs> down the court. That ain't gonna happen if J.C. Sheldon's pressuring the ball right. or pressuring whoever gets it first. Yeah. Like, that's not happening. And same with Grace Berger in Indiana. Like, it's much harder to get into your offense if you have a really strong no, no. pressuring guard at the front of that press. So, hey, they shoot better. They get healthy. I think this Absolutely. team is right back in I the mean, mix of where number we, we two thought in the of country them coming this into this week. We're two in the country. 19 dub chains were yeah. given out uh, prior to this week <laughs> for Ohio State. Um, they had a sellout, right, uh, on Monday against Iowa. I mean, it was packed there. Yeah. I just think, you know, yeah, once they get healthy again, they're going to have more depth. They have more rotational minutes to to delve out. Uh, I think that'll be a help as well. But I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that all works moving forward. Um, and the meshing back. Like, you can say what you want. And yeah. people, you know – have their own opinions on when players are out and they come back, whether the chemistry is disrupted. And some people say, no, there's no chemistry disruption whatsoever. It came right back in, boom, there's nothing. But then, yeah. you know, there'll be some, some snippets of not being in the right place for a pass that, you know, or the timing is a little bit off on defense or something's mm-hmm. off. I think, there is like a, a there's going to be a period of one or two weeks where there are situations like that where there's a zag instead of a zag and you know all of these different chemistry things that that may pop up um, during the time when Sheldon comes back. So it'll be interesting to see. Say it one as long as that doesn't happen in the Big Ten tournament, they're fine, right? Oh, they're not right. as long Absolutely. as that doesn't happen in the Big Ten tournament. Like, she'll be back. Fine. It happens before, before that. Should be back before they go. soon. <laughs> well, I think whenever I'm, soon is. I'm thinking soon will be prior Kevin to McMuffin at some point in February, probably. If not before, I only have a couple more days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, not. Uh, so now we got. I mean, I think Iowa and Indiana now are kind of in not in control of the conference, but you know, the conference still goes through them. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say those two teams in the championship last year. Got beat those two teams, um, and so now we have another huge Big Ten tour, a Big Ten game coming up, like we have with this one, this Indiana game that we we're talking about for like two weeks. Uh, in what is it? In about less than in two weeks, about on February 9th, we got Iowa one. at Indiana. No, I'm there. Yeah, Iowa at Indiana. That's your game. <laughs> Yes. Hey, we, can go. we might do a courtside check-in with Chrissy from 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 we can assembly. Go live. 
Man, Assembly Hall was hopping last night. You said what? I missed the beginning. The, the, in the Ohio State game? Oh, it was. It was packed. Assembly Hall was going was nuts. Packed. I love it. Like, there have been so many sellouts. I know uh, Michigan had, you know, 10, 11,000 at a couple games this season already, too. Um, it's just been packed across the, mm-hmm. the conference, right? Like, I don't know. It's great basketball. Number one, obviously, all the people going. Where are they going in? They're going in to see some fantastic basketball. And I already said there's six teams in the top 25. I don't know. But, I mean, they're hooping right now. Best conference in America. And fans are loving it. (laughs) And you can trust me because I'm an ACC person. Well, Chris is also an ACC person. Get that clear. You can say all you want about the Big Ten now. Greensboro, baby. She, oh, she played in Greensboro. Those are good times. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's the best conference in America, though. It's not it's not close right now. Uh, so we'll talk about that Iowa-Indiana yeah. game a little bit more. I want, I want to throw some games at you. Um, well, what games do you have next I, week? Do you, have the, do you have this Maryland? Um, do you have Maryland Iowa? What date is that? <laughs> I've been scrambling. Oh, yeah. No, I, uh, see, at the ESPN, I have, um, have Maryland-Penn State. That's my next college game, but Sunday, I have, um, I'll be in the CBS okay, studio awesome. on Sunday for the Villanova UConn game. For, yeah. For I'll Villanova be in the studio UConn. up there on, uh, on Sunday in New York. All which right. Will be fun. Um, and then Maryland uh, will host Penn State on Monday. I'll be at that one. Those are my next two. Those are my next two things. And don't ask me beyond oh, that right. because I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I have it written down, but I don't have it like in here right now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to chunk my well, Maryland, Iowa. Man, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk mind. about that one. That's on Thursday. Um, and then yes. we, so Sunday we have your game, yeah. Villanova, UConn, which I already had on the list, which is fantastic. Uh, and we also have Notre Dame at NC State about an hour later on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So you can watch you can watch Christie's game, and then uh, you can move over to that Notre Dame game after that. How about that? Um, and then we have Tennessee they at LSU. UConn, Tennessee, but that's a yeah. It could be sneaky. I don't know. Tennessee has talent. I think against a team like UConn, they're not as organized, yeah. and they're going to get beat by a team that's as organized as UConn is. Um, but I think they may be able to sneak up on LSU. Right. I think, LSU's you know, when you look still. at what – well, just going back to all the games that we were just talking about. So, no, 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 no. I mean, we're going to run down the list. Just oh, real sorry. Quick. Just, yeah. like, injury-wise, but um, – yeah. For the UConn Villanova game, Maddie Segrist for Villanova is averaging like 30 a game. So I'm interested to see what UConn is going to do defensively against her, what kind of scheme they're going to come up with. Uh, so that's that game. So my eye- absolutely great game I mean, for a prospect too. She's a, a she's a WNBA prospect. Uh, she shoots the leather off the ball. So let's just be clear. So watch for her. Um, in that next game with the Notre Dame NC State game, oh my gosh, the injuries that Notre Dame has incurred this year. Uh, you know, uh, Mabry is out now with an ACL. Mm-hmm. Oh God, she hurt her knee. Yeah, that Virginia. was really tough to watch. Um, I was just, uh, I was so sick about that because she is like their the heart and soul kind of like she's like that fireball um, that that brings it every mm-hmm. night. And I know Olivia Miles is also a fireball, but she was. They were very good together. Uh, so no, that's but it's be yeah. Hard, uh, moving forward for Neil Ivy and her group. Um, but then, you know, when you have a player like Olivia Miles, like she knows how to, to make up for her um, and, and the whole group as well, the whole team as a collective unit come together. But that's a tough, that's a tough a injury tough right there for Notre Dame, right? Look at it. 
Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, she's there shooting, and then like you said, she's a heart and soul, and you know, she's a Mabry. So, <laughs> like, we all, if you watch women's basketball, you know, you know, they're, they're... <laughs> true. But like, but like, they do more. <laughs> Zeller, first off, Zeller's over Plumleys. Um, secondly, that's funny. Okay, go ahead. Secondly, <laughs> go go Tar Heel. Um, secondly, I there yeah. I think the Mabrys are tougher than all of those, all of those guys, to be honest. Cosine. Marina, Marina, Dara, the whole, the whole squad, tough, oh, yeah. tough, tough, tough group of, uh, of people there. Um, but yeah, no, really just heart aches for her because she, oh, she came back for another year and now it's gone. So just send all the best to Dara and, and we're, yeah. wherever you end up on a basketball court again, we'll be watching. Um, but I think, you know, this is going to be a great test for them to see where they're at without that leadership going into what's going to be a really hostile environment in Raleigh, in, in Reynolds against NC State. It does. The I mean, band. That place gets loud. It. And the timeouts, and they, is... they come right behind the huddle with the horns at Reynolds. I had to buy earplugs during the ACC tournament because oh. they were playing right next well, to me. They're right loud. They are loud, those horns. You better get ready to uh, lean into what the coach is saying because you cannot hear at Reynolds. You know, But I love playing there. It was fun. So that's a, it's a tough test for them, and I'm really excited to see how they handle it. Um and see how they come out of it. Cause then that's going to tell us a lot about what they're going to look like for the rest of the season without Mabry. Um, and I Maryland, Iowa spicy, you know, uh, when those be two spicy. teams meet up, I think, you know, with Maryland this year, not really having a lot of size inside. I think they, they have the hmm. size advantage for them is lack of size. <laughs> and that's kind of what I alluded to um, yesterday yeah. when they were playing at home and against Michigan and won that game. But I think when, when you have um, Brenda freeze as the head coach, I mean, she is always finding a way to work with what she has. Right. And when I say that, no, they don't have size. They don't have a bona fide five. I mean, they have had injuries to players who would have been interior players for them, but now they don't have that. They have a five out system mm -hmm. offensively on the defensive end. They're very matchup zony kind of switch off, off all five, I believe can switch. Um, right. But they don't do that every time, but all five can switch with Maryland, but they've been pressing. And that's something that, you know, you haven't really seen from Maryland, but they yeah. have the ability to do it because they have a size advantage of, lack of size right they're small and quick and they can scramble they can scramble crap yeah they're they small have dogs, and quick. but they turn Michigan over 24 times and scored 25 points off of those because they're coming yes. at you in waves but they're coming at you with their speed and quickness and their their length right as guards even though they're not tall like they don't have six five they don't have a six five inside banging in the in the post okay but they have six two uh diamond right. miller whose arms go from there to yesterday and, you know, and they take up space. Cheyenne Sellers yep. takes up space. Um, different deal, dude. Diamond's on a different planet right now. I mean, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the stuff yeah. she's added to her bag this off season. Yeah. Incredible. And the more it comes out, she's getting yeah, more confident. Footwork, it, it's looking like yeah, she's special, special season for her so far. But I think, you know, the choices mm -hmm. I want to, I want to commend uh, Brenda freeze. Cause you know, obviously they did things differently last year. Uh, not that they didn't press at all. Not that they didn't, you know, do these types of defenses. But 
Um, that's not that. I mean, you would agree that's no. They had to. They had to change, right? And I think it, it's really some right, but some some coaches, young guards, will stay with what they know regardless of personnel, and you cannot do that, right? You have to go with who you have, and mm-hmm. and work that, right? It's like a it's like someone sets a ball of clay down, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to work it. To, you know, you have to work that out, and it comes out how you want it. So I think for Brenda Freeze, she's, she's getting that done um, with how she has retooled Maryland's defense to be more full court, to be more uh, bump off and exchange and, and, you know, trap in the quarter court. I mean, they're, they're right there for each other. Uh, They had different looks last night on Emily Kaiser uh, defensively. I think she had, you know, several times in Mm -hmm. the position in their matchup zone. It looked like a matchup zone but it could be their man to man because they pack it, but it, they were bumping off, but they had different people in the area of Emily Kaiser all night. And they were fronting her like totally high side, forcing a lob, right. but then having someone up the line on the other side. So they kind of took that opportunity or those opportunities away, but they also had great ball pressure. And again, going back to the turnovers, they, they forced those turnovers, but I think they really made it difficult for Michigan to play with their two post players inside. Right. Uh, Cameron, Cameron couldn't get, you know, any minutes because, you know, defensively it was a challenge because they were, they were so small and fast. So it is, it is. Well, that's going to come up huge against Iowa too. Cause like Monica Sonata was in foul trouble against Ohio state. She still scored 22 points in 23 minutes, which is really, really impressive. But if you can kind of keep her on her, on her toes defensively and, you know, obviously Iowa's going to zone you, they're going to, to triangle into you they're gonna box him on you they're gonna throw a lot of stuff at at, at you if you can consistently get right. inside and this Maryland team seems like a team that should be able to do that and be aggressive without letting Caitlin Clark <laughs> kill yeah. you which is really really hard to do uh you, you they have yeah. a, they have a good chance to win that game um but it's also possible like you know Clark gets loose beats the pressure and it's uh, it's all she wrote, which, hey, no shame. Yeah, she does. I mean, first of all, eight does that doubles. And second of all, the only other player to earn or to have a triple double against a number two team in the country was Dwayne Wade. Men or women? Oh, the, no, the Miami. Hey, the Miami Heat's own. <laughs> Here's my guy. Where's my D-Wade. guy? Right yeah. So D Wade and Caitlin. Clark. The, uh... Say it again. Oh, so it was a Kentucky game? It was. It was. They got blown out, but he did obviously really well in that game. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean. Mm -hmm. I think think it was was Final game. No, no. I don't remember. Was it? No, it was Kentucky. Yeah, I I don't remember. He beat Kentucky, though, because that's why we drafted him. Okay, that must have been that game then. Yeah, they they lost to Kansas. They lost the camp, but they beat Kentucky because that's why Pat Riley drafted him. Because Pat Riley went to Kentucky, killing. yeah, and he was watching that game and he was like, oh, see, I didn't know us. that Pat Riley could. So that's why, well, a little piece of heat history. We can't go a whole podcast. With... Oh, wait, yes. we got a shout out. We got a shout out. Oh, our, my our friends that you met at the Maryland so it's game. Jada. <laughs> Come on, no, and no, no, wait. I didn't know it was going to be going No. There's it's, it's names of two big recruits wait, this year. I don't no, remember who the other um, one is. Wait. <laughs> I should have. Did I tell you? Who's did you write it down when I told you at the beginning? 
darn it, Gabe. Okay, wait. No. I know, and I didn't tell you, but I. Well, I didn't I know what I was supposed to. This is what happens with courts. You know, I'm overtired and I forgot. Wait, wait. Okay, so Jada is. It's. Oh my gosh. It's. Uh, no, we have to sit. Jada, wait, we're not getting off here until I recall. And you're. Um, wait, should I go? If I go up, I'm not going to get out of here if okay. I go to my Instagram, <laughs> am I? I just. I don't want to mess it up. Okay, wait. Uh, okay. I don't think oh so. Oh my gosh. Jada and wait, it's right there if I could. Oh my god. Hold on. I hope it doesn't go away. I'm so nervous. No, no, wait, you can go. You can go. Yeah, you're yeah, still there, right? Yeah, you're just not on camera. It's fine. Okay. Wait. I, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Wait. Okay, wait. Um 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 Wait, because I have all this stuff here. I'm going to get it, Gabe. I'm still here. Wait for me. Hold on. It's, oh, my God, where? Okay, Jada and Deja. Deja, Deja Kelly and Jada Williams. That's the, that was my two thoughts there. How did we forget Deja? Sorry, I was like, it's, like it's a good young out. player. It's, I'm it's sorry, girls. I just I forgot. Sorry, I thought I would remember that. Jada no, and that's my fault. And I, I said it at the beginning. I was like, Jada, and you know, I, I had Jada on the top, but then. So da da Jada, and Deja and Deja, Deja. you met them. They yeah. listened to the pod. Yeah, they're they're managers for Maryland, and they said they listen to the podcast all the time. And Jada, which is why I remember her name more, because it almost made me start crying because she said that she listens to our podcast all the time, and we've gotten her through her injury that she had during her basketball season. And I was like, come on now, come on now. But you just never know. So I, you know, and obviously we're not talking about medicinal things or anything like <laughs> yoga or whatever, but the fact that we're talking about basketball and somehow that's medicinal, um, oh man, that just, that just warmed my heart and spirit. So um, Jada and Deja, we love y'all. I, I put them up on my Instagram story, so. They, we took some selfies. I gave them the microphone last night. <laughs> it was so cute. And we went out to the middle of the floor and they were just precious. And uh, yeah, if you guys are listening, like, oh, we love y'all. Thank, Thank you. you for listening to Courtside. Yeah, It's called Courtside because we want to be on the court because that's a sanctuary. So it I is. hope it's a sanctuary for you too. Yes. Um, okay. I do have to go because we, the oh, Meridian about... Mustangs are playing the William and Murray Dragons. Huge game in the oh. region 3B uh uh region that we're in so we we okay. lost our last one we gotta get back on the winning streak so go, uh, go come on coach let's go coach coach hey it must be nice over there at south lakes you guys haven't lost in like a month oh i got mine on too because it's game got, a, got a kid over there averaging 19 points as a sophomore jesus oh, you know little jordan scott he's scooting around the floor a little bit yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's let me go cheer nice. him on i gotta have some tea because you know i gotta yell for him and all the other boys but you know yeah time to well, go seahawks go mustangs know. Um, Seahawks and Mustangs, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. We never have to play each other, so that's great. Yeah, that's cool. All right. All right. Deja and Jada, we love y'all again. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And we will be back next week with more, but we don't have to go home. We got to bounce up out of here right now, though, because it's time to bounce back to the court. Get coaching and yeah, get courtside. Get courtside. Cheer, cheer mom. <laughs> I know. We'll be courtside, though. We'll still be courtside, but just not with y'all. No, uh, no. But anyway. Thank you guys for joining us today for Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. 
For Gabe Ibrahim, I'm Christy Winter Scott, and we will see you next time.